You're listening to MoneyWeb at Midday. Today, the industry organization, the Road Freight Association, says the collision of two coal trains on the Richards Bay ore line at the weekend is underscoring the vulnerability of the multi-ore line owing to the inherent risks of outdated manual systems as well as poor operational control. From the RFA, Chief Executive Officer Gavin Kelly leads our program today. Gavin, first of all, as a result of this collision, how many more trucks are on the road? Uh, good afternoon, Jeremy. Good afternoon to your listeners. And may I take two seconds to wish you all a, a fantastic 2024 with all the challenges that are coming. Thank you. Well, Jeremy, we know that when one of these large coal trains, and this is what we're really talking about here, is, is taken off the rails, that there's easily up to 60 more vehicles, more trucks on the road that come along. And if those rails, if those rails are kept out of order and a train goes along those rails probably at least three times a day, we're going to start looking at 180 to 200 trucks that are going to be needed to take what was going along on that train. And those are just very, very rough figures. Mm. It depends really on what sort of awe and how often those trains are actually running. And Gavin, reading your very blunt statement, it seems to me that you're saying this was an accident that was almost waiting to happen. Well, we've, we've got very little report in terms of exactly what happened and yes once again we know that there are some outdated processes that translate users for example the signaling systems evidently are still all manual Uh, there's also a number of areas along the line a specific area in the coal line where it's a single track so your risks are still huge in terms of when something goes wrong the whole line is brought to a stop Now, that needs to be resolved at some stage sooner than later. Otherwise, we're going to continually have these sorts of hiccups and delays. As far as those delays are concerned, and I guess as well added cost, uh, there's a detrimental effect there right across the value chain. Well, yes, there will be, Jeremy. I mean, first of all, we're going to be spending a lot more on diesel. And uh, even though diesel has gone down a couple of times over the last couple of months, it is still an expensive commodity. We use the roads. There is a fair amount of road wear. That means maintenance will have to be uh, looked at again and, and probably more maintenance done. And then, of course, there's all the wear and tear on the vehicles itself. So it adds in those costs into the value logistics chain. It makes that ton of coal that much more expensive in the open market. And this is what we've been saying for for a fair amount of the last part of the decade, is that we are not competing trucks against trains in South Africa. We are competing South African coal with Australian coal or Indian coal or whoever it may be. And that's really where the big loss is. As far as the investigation is concerned, and notwithstanding your comments that we still know very little about what actually happened, which is quite extraordinary in itself, what do you think the immediate priorities of this investigation need to be? Well, as always, Jeremy, you need to find out what was the root cause, not not what the symptoms were. So now we've got a couple of you know, railway wagons lying around and we're going to fix the railway line itself. We've got to find out what caused this. And there are some various interesting statements. One of them coming out from, from some sources of media is that it was a, a load shedding uh, issue. Now, how that contributed, I'm not quite sure. But that's what we've got to do. We've got to find out why it happened. And then more importantly, how do we prevent that from happening again? 
And, and if it's load shedding, of course, we all know <laughs> what mm. we need to do in terms of that. But if it's something else, if it's if it's weak rail lines or there are bent railway lines, then is the process of checking, and I'm just using that as an example, please, is the process of, of checking those lines on a regular basis in place? So it's finding out what went wrong, fixing it, of course, but how do we prevent it from happening again? Gavin Kelly, in terms of keeping the supply chain supplied, I guess, how difficult at this point will it be to switch from rail to truck to ensure that there is seamless delivery? Well, once again, that's not a tremendously difficult thing to do because you can have the trucks arriving at the point of dispatch, so where the mines are, that is, is not too difficult. But the problem is, and this is why we've got such queues at the port at Richards Bay, is because Richards Bay Coal Terminal, as it's commonly called, was developed to receive the coal and the ores by train. It's got a dedicated system in the port to offload those trains. It's quite an, a, a very ingenious process. So you can do a whole lot of train wagons at one go, goes onto a conveyor belt, and we've heard that's still a problem, and from there onto the ships quite quickly. With trucks, you need to find a place to offload because the trucks cannot get on to the conveyor belt or into that area. It's not built for them. It's built for trains. They will very quickly destroy whatever railway line is there because you would have to drive over them. So the challenge really is offloading the coal. And that is what has given rise to these huge queues of trucks outside the port of Richards Bay because they cannot get in, easily offload the coal into a system that gets it onto the ship quickly and out again. So it's whilst it's easy to load the trucks at the mine, if we use that example, it's not so easy to offload them in an efficient manner at the port itself. Gavin Kelly, thank you very much indeed.